Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mission Family Possible. Yes, this is the month that we are going to be focusing our attention on the family, namely the military family. You know, the whole, whole time that I was in the service, I was able to do what I was able to do because of the support of my family. But you know what? There were times when it was kind of rough at home. So in Mission Family Possible, we are going to focus our attention on information, resources, and sources, and case histories, and where families have been through it all. If it had not been for some resources and sources available to us, well, let's just say the family might not have been able to stay together. And there's quite a few families that succumbed to the, the, the stress, the incredible stress that having a military member in your family poses. You know, I know firsthand, not only was I in the army, but I'm also a spouse of someone who is in the army. So I know all about the mental stress, the emotions, the roller coaster ride, if you will, that I and the military member and the military member and their family go through in just the experience of being in the military. You know, when we raise our right hand and we take the oath, we're taking the oath with our family. And we can't forget that. So, in this episode, we are going to be privileged to talk to someone who is working to support military families in the Family Readiness Group organization. So without further ado, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, join us for the Smash Party, Nationwide Smash Party, to smash out all of our stress, the stress that has been accumulating for over the COVID-19 pandemic. Get it all out. Smash out that frustration, that disappointment, that anger, get it all out. 15 minutes of smashing and then we be calm. Breathe. Just breathe and relax. Megan and Justin. Now, Justin 
is somebody you've already know. <laughs> Justin is somebody that you already know, but you may have seen like this. <laughs> but Megan, Megan is a very special person in the fact that she has joined our team for VWAS, and that's Veterans Warriors One Stop Shop. And I'll tell you more about that um, as we conclude this episode. Hi, say hi, Justin. Say hi, Megan. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, we're coming to you as a threesome to talk about something very near and dear to all of us. And the fact that Justin and I were in the service. Megan, do you have someone in your family that's in the service? So I was married to a National Guardsman uh, in my late teens and early 20s, um, but I am the daughter of um or the granddaughter of servicemen and the daughter of police officer which is a very similar culture so that's kind of how i got into it to start out with and and i've been working in the family programs field for about 15 years now that's awesome so to talk to someone in the in the inside of the support of families i couldn't think of anyone more qualified for this episode than you well thank you for having me <laughs> thank you for being on this episode so to get things started, I'm, I want to set the scene. So you were working with Family Readiness Group, right? So yes, I started out as a 19-year-old doing Family Readiness Group uh, leadership for one of our local National Guard units. And I was in that position as a volunteer for about four and a half, five years. Can you give the audience just a little snippet of what you did? in that position, in the, uh, helping out with the family readiness group position? Sure, so I'm just gonna give a brief um, overall what an FRG is. Um, an FRG is a group that's made up of the support system of a unit. So that's spouses, parents, siblings, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, best friends, sis uh, we got a little bit of everybody, sometimes veteran service organizations. And we all come together into one location to basically provide a network of support that surrounds a particular unit. Um, you see them really strong on army bases or, or bases where the family's support system isn't there for soldiers. Um, my experience specifically is within communities where, you know, they did have their family network, but nobody knows what a National Guard family goes through, like other National Guard families. Um, because it is kind of a unique service because you still have a whole civilian life and then you also have your military career. So um, the goal of FRG is to provide information back and forth between the uh, family members and the command staff of the team to make sure that, you know, we're hearing things about what's going on because a lot of times some our soldiers would go to drill and, and come back and we wouldn't have a clue what they were doing until it was time for them to go out the door. So this kind of gave us a place to get information and to get resources that were available to us. We also did a lot of uh, social things to create that kind of network of community, um, you know, baby showers, send off parties, welcome home parties. Um, we did some wedding showers. We did a little bit of everything, but it was just to create that sense of we're all a family within this unit. Um, and then we also kind of adopted new families that came in. We would teach new families about what military lifestyle is, introduce them to, you know, the culture within our particular unit and, um, and just kind of provide a handoff to them so that they didn't feel like they were going at things alone. That's especially really helpful 
when we have to leave. Right. That's a very stressful situation taking place in the family when we have to leave. Very much. Yes. So and especially, I was going to say, especially with our guard families, because a lot of times they don't really pay attention to the military aspect of their spouse's career until they're about to deploy for, you know, an extended period of time. Right. Right. And I can tell you that in the evolution of the family readiness group, it used to be a family support group. Hmm. And before that, it wasn't really much of anything. But the military started to realize that we can't do our job unless the home fires are still burning, <laughs> basically. Absolutely. Right? And the only way that we're going to do that is if we're in partnership with our family. So family support group was the first to actually get started. But when we got into a situation with Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and we were tested as a family support situation, we did not pass that test. And it was then that the leadership of the Department of Defense realized that unless the family were ready, the military member wasn't ready to do their job. And so that became right. a family readiness situation. And as I understand, it is now also a military family readiness. So the fact is that uh, to prepare for deployment and mobilization, now we, we work as a partnership in getting ready. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really glad to know that. Um, and I'm sure a lot of our audience is also really glad to know that. But I'm wondering too, if some of the people in the audience may be wondering, well, how do I tap into this? Because this is the first time hearing this. Well, we're going to talk about that right after these messages. Ron salutes as a LinkedIn business strategist and relationship advisor. He's the co-author of 21 Days to Success with LinkedIn. He's a guest speaker for the U.S. Army on Veteran Transition. Contact Ron at his website. Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Bliven. And on this episode, we are talking about family readiness, military family readiness, to be more specific, so that everybody that is connected with the military family in experience is actually supported and ready for whatever is taking place in the experience of the military life, right? So if there is someone who is listening and they're going, well, wait a minute, I never heard of a family readiness group in my unit. What are they, what are they to do, Megan? 
So the first thing you'd want to do is either contact um, my position, which would be a soldier and family rating. If you're in the National Guard, soldier family rating specialist or military and family rating specialist, active duty, um, you have your Army family program managers or your ACS, your Army community centers that would be able to um, point you in the right direction if there's already a group established and they could get you the contact information. The unit itself should have the contact information for who those people are. And hopefully if it's, it's, it's working well, then they're going to contact you when you join the unit. Um, if you, there is nothing in place and you are interested in volunteering with that to create something, first of all, that's a big task. I won't uh, deny that it is hard to come in, especially if there hasn't been one in place in a long time. Um, but it is so worth it to have this in place and to have those people that are willing to do it. So you would contact same people, your soldier family readiness specialist, your unit command, um, the Army Community Service Center, and or the Marine version of that. I can't remember the acronym offhand right now. Same thing with Navy. Um, you contact those people and you just tell them that, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And on base, they run regular classes to teach people how to do family readiness and kind of do the onboarding training. In National Guard, we schedule it kind of one-on-one -on -one as we have people available. Um, but there is a whole section of training. So you sit down and you go through, um, for our case, it's about an hour and a half long training. And then you basically get partnered up with a mentor um, who's going to walk with you one-on-one -on -one through building this program within your unit. And then you talk to your unit command team and because the unit commander does have to approve anyone who wants to be um, a part of this program. So you do have to have permission from them first. Um, but often, especially if they don't have volunteers, they're just glad you're there. So um, you sit down with them and you talk about what do you want this to look like within your units? What's working in other units? And uh, in Tennessee, we have a great program where our FRG leaders get together at least a couple times a year, uh, whether that's virtually or in person. And we talk about what works, what doesn't work. And so definitely tie into other FRG leaders and see what's, you know, utilize their experience. Um, so that's how you get get started is just really contacting the office and saying, hey, I'm interested in this. And somebody will grab your hand and be ready to take you on the ride. Well, I'm glad that you were um, telling everybody that it, you know, it's not easy. No. When when you're in a position such as that, it, it does take some hours. It and it mm -hmm. does definitely takes um, dedication. But in the training, you also know what to do in cases of when you're checking in with a family and they're not doing well, how can you best support them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the great things about being in FRG is the tie-in to all of the resources that are there because all these programs are out there. All of these things are available, but oftentimes that's not pushed down to the lowest level. And so our FRGs are really our conduits into our units to make sure that somebody is tied in with these families and knows what's going on. So yeah, absolutely. If you get on the phone with somebody and somebody's in crisis or somebody's, you know, struggling financially or they're, you know, depressed, whatever it is, don't know where to get their oil changed for their car, then that's one of the things you can call, again, our office, um, Army Community Programs, and connect with those people. And as an FRG leader, you're going to be already be tied into those people because you meet them through your trainings, you meet them through conferences and professional developments. Um, or you just, like I said, you just ask. And you get connected and you will eventually know exactly where to send people. And um, 
it gets I'm a lot really, easier really, once you've been around. <laughs> you know, I'm really, really glad we're having this conversation because I'm sure that there are some people in the audience thinking to themselves, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that we actually do have this support group, um, even if I have to be the one to get it started. Um, so Justin, you've been listening to all of this. You also were in the military. As a military member, doesn't this give you somewhat comfort in knowing that our family can be taken care of? Uh, yeah, especially when you're deployed. I mean, that's one of the biggest fears that we have is when we're, whether we're in the States or we're across the pond, you know, our biggest fear is, is our family going to be okay? And of course their biggest fears, are we going to be okay? But it's kind of a double-edged sword, but like, that's what I love about, you know, what Megan does. And there's so many, well, as we know them as FRG, like I remember doing those meetings, pre-deployment, post-deployment, you know, even rear D and the information they carry, man, it's unbelievable all the stuff you can find out. And it gives you a sense of peace and it gives you a kind of a breath of fresh air to know that regardless of what happens, you know, you got somebody to take care of you and your family, either if you're here and they're there or vice versa. So. Yes, you're right. That sense of peace says it all. Because with that sense of peace, we can get our job done. We know that our family is getting taken care of. And uh, if something were to happen and they needed, just like Megan said, an oil change and they don't know where to go because that was something we took care of. Or, you know, uh, another something that we take care of that they now have to take care of, um, you know, their support. For, for knowing something like that. I just got to tell you a, um, a story that I was in a call, a, a situation where the families would call and things like uh, toilets would all of a sudden overflow, right? Uh, we, a bad windstorm would come in and take off roof shingles. We would, and we would get the call. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Desert Shield and Desert Storm was taking place and it's like they would be in a frantic. Oh my gosh, you know, I've got these shingles that are all over my yard. Now what do I do? Who do I call? Right? And then we just had to like calm them down and talk about home insurance for a minute. And, but inevitably, always in that call would be my husband always took care of this or my mm -hmm. wife already always took care of this. You know, so when you're, when you're, when you're left behind in a situation of a deployment or mobilization, and it's now your turn to take care of something that you didn't normally ever take care of, and you're in a crisis, you're in a, oh my God, I don't know what to do mode, you got FRG. Mm -hmm. Well, we're gonna be uh, talking about uh, a little bit more about how to tap into the FRG um, as someone who needs, he needs assistance right after this message. Hey vets, you know who I am. This is Ranger Johnson, and I want to help you to get the VA disability rating that you deserve. And if you want to know more about the Ranger method, please go to champions for veterans 
Com and schedule a free consultation now. Stay in the fight! Mike Merwin here, U.S. Navy retired submarine officer turned entrepreneur. I turned my hobby of 25 plus years making beef jerky into a thriving small business. Made in small batches with only high quality ingredients, it's not good, it's crazy good. A portion of all proceeds helps save military lives. Order now on www.crazymikesjerky.com using code CB10 for 10% off. Hi, welcome back to this episode of Veterans on Words of Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Levin, and I'm talking with Megan and Justin about a very, very serious topic. In the military experience, we've got to have our family taken care of so that we are also taken care of as military members. All right, so in a situation where they need to reach out for support, they reach out to the commander, no. Yeah, <laughs> they reach the out to the commander's wife <laughs> or, or husband, no. <laughs> Let's let's talk logistics here. Where where do they reach out? So hopefully uh, in this case that we're talking about, say your soldiers deployed overseas, hopefully you've already had a chance at this point to interact with your family readiness group. So your FRG team, uh, which is not just one person, typically it's you will have a leader, a treasurer, secretary, and then what we call key callers. Um, key callers jobs are basically to call, pass on announcements, check in, make sure everybody's doing okay. Uh, and then also you may receive a call from someone like me where you're getting a monthly call just saying, hey, how are you? How's things going? Do you have any questions? Are you worried about anything? Is there anything I can help with? And so hopefully you're going to be given contact both by the unit. And then again, um, somebody's going to call you in the first month or so of a deployment and say, this is who I am. This is my number. And so you're going to be tied in. In the event that that does not happen, then you would actually contact the unit's uh, rear detachment and they would have that contact information on hand. So you just call the unit. Right, so the rear detachment number would be something that you should have on your refrigerator. Yes, absolutely. Because that's your lifeline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we tell every, uh, yellow, we have these trainings called yellow ribbons and I highly, highly recommend that anyone who is getting ready to go through a deployment with their soldier, even if your soldier's like, oh, it's just meetings, you don't need to be there all day, go to the yellow ribbons because they are actually not for the soldiers. They're really more for families because the soldiers get this information all the time, but our families don't. So go to the yellow ribbons. Um, at yellow ribbons, we always give out magnets that have, you know, Red Cross's number, your soldier family readiness, your FRG leader, the rear attachment commander. And yet you want those numbers in your phone. You want those numbers on the fridge um, because those are the people that are going to talk to you. Those are the people that are going to handle your business. And, and you absolutely do not want to be the spouse that calls the commander overseas. No, so. that is a big no-no. Yes. Big, big no-no. And I just want to encourage my audience in your presence, Megan and Justin, to reach mm -hmm. out. Holy cow, Absolutely. I know that there's a lot of situations where people just feel as though for some reason they don't reach out. Please don't Very be one of those. 
And we, we tell our soldiers all the time, like, even if you think that you're, this is your fifth deployment, you've done this 15 times, you don't think that your wife's going to need anything. Um, every deployment is different. Every family, every time you leave, you're different because, you know, you're not the same person you were three or four years ago when you went on this deployment. Your family's not in the same place. Maybe you've added kids to the situation. Maybe this is your first time with a spouse. Um, it's, make sure your family has this information and make sure they understand that it's there for them to, to help them. And just like you say, it's to keep our soldiers. And I tell my soldiers all the time, my whole job is to keep you guys on the line. So making sure that you're taken care of, your family is taken care of so that you can focus on the mission. And this is why army has, and, um, and DOD has invested so much in these programs because statistically we see higher unit mission success rates. We see, soldiers coming home in larger numbers when there are strong FRGs at home because they are not worried about what's going on at home. Um, and then just on a personal note for me, FRG, the girls and guys that I did FRG with in 2007 and eight are people that I can call today. And a lot of us, you know, we're not still married to our soldier or, you know, they've been out of the guard for 15 years or whatever, but those are people I see still regularly today that I could call today if my car broke down and they're going to come pick me up off the side of the road. These connections that you make with people, just like the connections our soldiers make with their battle buddies when they're deployed overseas, these are your battle buddies. These are your people to go through military life with. And not just when they're deployed, but when they're home too. Because we all know if something's going to break, it's going to break on drill weekend. It's going to break when they're in the field. And these are still your people that you can call and go through that with. I'm so glad you said that because the connection brings about the support. Absolutely. So you've got to be in connection, got to. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for taking your time to be with us and giving us all this great information, resources and sources. Justin, thank you for your input as a military member. And no we are gonna wrap up this episode in uh, and, and just right after these messages. Let me introduce you to Frank Sinclair. He has a business called Dream Again Business Consulting. Frank believes that you were put on this earth for a specific reason. It's his job to find out why. If we follow the natural course of your life and your story, it always leads to your purpose. I'm Zach Damon, host of the Disability Channel Detroit. Please join us at the Disability Channel and watch the Disability Channel Detroit for all your Michigan disability information. Hey, welcome back. I'm a Master Sergeant Retired Admiral Levin. And you know what? Normally I'm very bubbly and very energetic, but I'm somber today. And there's a reason for that. You know, this is Mission Family Possible. And I don't know about you, but but I, I am somber with this issue because I know that there's a lot of military families that are suffering. And I know that there is a lot of resources and sources and the information to help them. And one of the major missions of this month is to get all that information into your hands, is to give you not just the information, but the inspiration 
to use the information that is getting into your hands. And don't be left on the side of the road, just like what Megan said. She goes, you know what? If I were to have a, a vehicle that stops all of a sudden, I can call up my FRG battle buddies and they will come and rescue me out of the situation. Well, if you are in a situation right now and you need to be rescued, connect yourself with an FRG. That's what we're here for. That's what you have available to you. So please, 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 I, I am pleading with you, get connected, be connected. And if you're interested in starting an FRG, then please get in touch with us on our Facebook, Veterans Onward to Prosperity, and let us know because then I'm going to get you in touch with the people that you need to be in, in touch with to make it happen. Thank you so much for being on the, uh, for allowing us to come to you with this information in the month of Mission Family Possible. And stay tuned for our next episode coming up next week because I've got a very special guest that's going to um, really help with more support for our military families. Until then, I wish you all the best and uh, stay well and be safe and be the best you you can be.